0: Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 7, Episode 12, titled Say Yes. Say yes to... The, the mess. Rick. Is he the mess? <laughs> he
1: does I feel the like show. the mess said yes. I think it's all of us fans continuing to watch it. We're disagreeing <laughs> to say yes to the mess. Yeah,
0: that sounds about right. In, uh, in
1: my opinion, we were somewhat rewarded this week. Like, I thought this is a pretty good episode of The Walking Dead... Marred by a little bit of, well, by a lot of Rosita bullshit. Okay. And by a little bit of over-the-top action.
0: Okay. I, yeah, I think the bulk of the episode, the Rick and Michonne stuff, was pretty good. Right. Um, not perfect, but pretty good. Um, the stuff with Rosita, the stuff with the trash people, all that is horse shit. Yeah. Um, but what are you going to do?
1: What? Yeah. I, what are you going to do? Uh, I mean... Is this uh, we're fighting for the future? Is this the first instance in many a season of some actually new melodramatic? I think drivel? so. Yeah. And as far as it goes, I think it's like you know, it's like it's almost like a like a freedom fighter kind of speech. Mm-hmm. It's what you would tell it's uh, it's what you tell your your partner if you're fighting against a tyrannical regime, which Negan is. So mm-hmm. I I thought it was uh, is pretty good. It's no longer just for us or for their kids. or it's just it's this. It's this, uh, you know, freedom in, in the future. Yeah. It's, um, it's damn near patriotic. It's Rick's declaration yeah. of, I don't know what, watching dead men's.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, you know, I, I, I don't know. I really liked it. I thought the the intensity of Michonne thinking she lost Rick, um, even though we'll talk about some problems yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. but, But that idea is actually pretty powerful for a character like Michonne. Yeah. And I think the way that Rick approached this discussion made a lot of sense.
1: I I wish – it's rare that I say this, but I wish someone besides Greg Nicotero directed this episode because you really need a director to pull back a little bit and let some of those moments breathe rather than – Fill it with a bunch of stupid action. Like, sure. there was some literal, like, sword in the stone type bullshit going on here. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, no, other than that, pretty, you know, other mm-hmm. than that, pretty good episode. Yeah. Any, should we get right to the recap? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Michonne and Rick are rampaging for stock. And why they're not doing that, they're sex paging through the countryside. Uh, they've been out for a couple of days. They've only got two guns, a few cans of beans, and football jerseys to show for it. Uh, then they ambush a savior golf outing, is what I think it is. Yeah. There's, There's like a driving range the saviors have set up. There was no indication that they were saviors,
0: which disturbed me a little bit when they cut to the next scene and they've stolen all their shit, implying that they've murdered these
1: people. I mean, you're supposed to think they're saviors, but you're right. Like, the difference between the saviors and just, like, I could see, like, what if that was Rick and Glenn goofing off? Right. And, you know, they're smugly congratulating themselves on their bet that they got batteries now. I could have used a little bit of something. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. One of them had that. Uh, and, and, and maybe if you watch this closely, one of them had, like, the stencil of a baseball bat on the back of their, their fucking jean jacket or something. Something. Or
0: it was on the truck, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But otherwise, like, they're indistinguishable from just people out there trying to survive. They did have Molotovs on the back of the truck.
0: I think they were out there just hitting golf balls
1: and throwing Molotovs. <laughs> that's, that's a fucking
0: good time. Yeah, no,
1: I'm with you. <laughs> it doesn't
0: make them bad guys.
1: Uh, yeah, and uh, so Michonne's wanting to get back, and this is the theme of the episode. She wants to get back to base. Rick's wanting to stay out a little bit more, a little bit more. He seems very cavalier about this, you know, gun soon philosophy of the trash people, which we'll get yeah. to that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ter- uh Rosita is pulling out her own stitches before Tara, literally before Tara gets there saying that she's been trained by Denise to do it. And Rosita is still being way too much. She's at like an 11 and I need her to be at about a five, honestly. Yeah. Um, and Tara says, and I thought it boom quote, uh, maybe you could save all of this for them. Mm-hmm. And Riz is like, nah, I'm still going to be faithful as of shit to everybody. Yeah. Uh, Rick and Michonne go deer hunting, and Rick kind of fucks it up because, I don't know, he was asleep, and, and you wake up, and your partner's got a gun drawn. That's bad bad news in this world. I can't really blame him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find a high school that's been walled off, which, may. this first problem of the episode, this is all cool, but what the hell was going on here? Did the military set up shop in a county fair? or did seem like it yeah the military set up make, like what that that's it seems i don't know it seems really weird that um these two like non-congruous events would happen and also it's also a little it's also a little hard for me to believe that you would have this county fair set up and no one would see the massive depot of weapons and food for what it is and and break into it
0: yeah i mean i
1: i don't know exactly
0: how this went down but it seems clear that somehow they got overrun by walkers um, sure in this place Maybe. but a long time ago it's been sitting right. here
1: in the middle of all this savior and alexander yeah. and hill kingdom nexus and it's unspoiled yeah and it has a fucking ferris wheel beside it
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean there was obviously a carnival set up here
1: <laughs> yeah you so, would think that would
0: draw someone's attention you would think so i i don't know what high school is hidden away in the woods like right. this to begin with yeah but okay uh-huh. i mean this isn't This isn't the fucking schoolhouse that we saw early on in
1: (laughs) in this show. What what I'm getting at is, like, I feel like this show is getting really lazy with these setups. It's like two dump trucks on a bridge. Mm -hmm. Like, the bridge makes sense. Like, okay, that's a pretty – but what the fuck? And I forget what the situation was last week that we are just like, okay, this is kind of cool, but why would this exist? This is, Mm -hmm. like, the third time in five episodes where they really don't seem to care about – real world how this thing and then the thing is is like the carnival i would buy and the you know unassuming military outpost i would buy but the the putting the two together just doesn't go you know but they like i feel like nicotero is like yeah i gotta have this ferris wheel moment they gotta have fences and there's gotta be like a fucking Kewpie doll range that michonne can use her high power rifle at, and so just mm-hmm. throw throw them together yeah i don't know i Maybe I've
0: turned my brain off a little too much with this show. I don't care that it's not a real scenario anymore. Yeah. It yeah. was it was kind of fun and okay.
1: I don't care either. I just want to point it out each and every time it happens. Okay. Uh, this all started with the uh, you know the weird tunnel that had to be go- gone through. Right. Like I feel like that was the start of no one really giving a shit about why they would do this. Just they need to have the set piece, and it seems like it's also Greg Nicotero involved with it a lot. Anyway, uh, so. Rosita is uh, off on her own scavenging, and she comes across a lone walker. Really gross, yeah, just a really gross walker. Yeah. And it's a lone walker, and they treat it like it's so weird because they treat this and like as as, as it's a biggest threat as what Rick and Michonne later do. And a single walker, <laughs> like they shouldn't even play the scary music, right? Right. It should just be, and then why Rosita takes five or six swaps to kill this thing with the machete, I don't understand either. Yeah. And it finds out that, you know, she's, she kills it and it's get blood all over and she finds out that she did it all for just what's a toy gun. That's a nice touch. That I was a nice touch. That, yeah. And also it, it, but it makes it really frustrating because Rosita for her is off, Rosita's off doing her own thing because everybody else is making excuses and all that. Well, the two people who are counseling, Hey, let's weight, build her strength actually score big. Right, And that doesn't change her mind a bit by the end of the episode. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, and that's, Rosita, you can have, Rosita's impatience is right. getting people killed here. And you can have st- characters that are foolish and stupid, but then I'm going to not like them. So if that's what you want me to do, then fine. Maybe I'm supposed to be like, oh God, oh God, you shouldn't be doing this. I mean, she's not just foolish and stupid. She
0: She's completely ignoring the consequences of her actions. She blames Gabriel for this, which is insane. I mean... The idea that Gabriel caused you to wait yeah. to go after Negan, and you went after him anyway, despite right. his counseling, and it got people killed and captured, yeah, you're attributing, is on
1: you. You're attributing all that to him. Right. Like, So you think that if only you had shot Negan five minutes earlier, none of this would have happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the rest of the saviors would have just, you know. Guess, guess, where,
0: guess when none of this would have happened, if uh-huh. you hadn't tried to shoot him at all yes exactly (laughs) so that her problem is she's blaming this all on other people she's impatient she wants to go kill him when in fact they are building a much better scenario here
1: where everyone i can't believe she can't see that like it's it'd be one thing if like she was split off from the group and she didn't know that rick was having all this incremental success and getting closer and closer and you know finding all these allies and whatnot but she is in the middle of it so she just seems like she's a fucking fool and now she's got sasha in on it, which came out of no. Well, let's we're getting ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's a zombie carnival. Uh, Rick presents Michonne a high-powered sniper rifle, which she has never been good with. But <laughs> uh, she takes a couple practice shots and manages to win herself a Cupid doll. Yeah, uh, a little progress. Yeah, not knocking the milk cans down. Uh, she's not shooting zombies. Like that's also so weird that they're trying to do things quietly. Like I la- know. later on, Rick's like, "We gotta do this nice and quiet." Well, you just fucking shot this. 50 caliber rifle three four times dude that's no, none of the walkers and none react of the to it, no, and i don't yeah, understand
0: yeah I, I mean can they hear or not i know do I they know. react to the slightest twig cracking in the
1: woods or not exactly uh so and but, by the way as soon as they got up on that roof and i saw how much water was on it i'm like they're yeah. gonna fucking fall through this thing like, lo and behold again. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. it's like wouldn't you guys learn to walk on the perimeter of the roof by now mm-hmm. like this exact thing fucking happened you guys they fall through they land on a mattress which they think is hysterical because it's a sign sure enough there's just pallet after pallet of canned goods and meals ready to eat um and i thought at this point that it all felt too much like
0: a dream like this was going to not be a literal dream but be a a dream that is dashed by the end of the episode. But when Rick that was, was not
1: when Rick was getting torn apart later in the episode, I mm. actually thought I was like some spittle show it at the side of my lips because I thought they were going to like Michonne is just going to bolt upright and go, ah! <laughs> oh my God. And like, you know, the previous 30 uh, minutes would be all the dream right? and they still don't have the guns, but they didn't do that. Thank goodness. Um, Rosita goes into the church and gives Gabriel a face full of hindsight bullshit Yep. And she says, I can't believe I was stupid enough to listen to you. And she he goes, But you were and you did, and guess what? We still need you. And anything is possible until your heart stops beating. And she just whatever. Um and I yeah. I don't understand the point of this conversation because it'd be one thing if maybe he got actually reached her this time. Mm-hmm. But w- I mean, he doesn't it, He doesn't, and no. she's still angry and she's still going off half cocked she's and learned nothing I don't think Gabriel's going to tell Rick that she you know that, that the reason she's missing I mean I could be super impressed next episode if Gabriel says hey I heard Rosita's missing she was very angry maybe we should think about blah 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 but I don't think anything's going to happen so like I this is just a repeat of the last scene that I actually praised and thought was really good but this is literally just a retread of that with no progress I think it's kind of funny that Gabriel has in both scenes that we've
0: seen him counseling Rosita, given some pretty good advice, and Rosita has just had none of it. Both times, no, right? She's completely ignored it, and and yet, like it's Gabriel's really egregious still-
1: to to blame. Gabriel for like like yeah. spin, death, death of Olivia's Spencer death? death of Spencer maybe mm-hmm. but but Eugene and Olivia is on you right you your action rash action led to all that
0: and I fully believe that Gabriel knows that but he also knows that pointing that out and rubbing it in Rosita's face is not going to get. It him
1: anywhere i get it's I not going it, help her. but i'm just like it's it's really galling for me for a, they had an ace up their sleeve the fact that they could manufacture ammunition mm-hmm. which would be really fucking handy in a war mm-hmm. and she gave that away to no advantage whatsoever and is willing
0: to do it now again yes to get sasha killed to get herself killed when the group needs them
1: desperately and knowing what we know about the saviors i like like they're oh god let's just wait till we get there okay um okay <sighs> uh, so, Rick and Michonne get, are getting down on their MREs. Rick's got a uh, a box of beef brisket with gravy and turkey breast, and they're eating, and Michonne uh, asks, you know, what happens after, you know, we win. Like, let's say we get uh-huh. the guns of these crazy trash people, and they don't instantly turn on us or take all our guns and kill us um, and treat us as slaves and cattle. Let's say that that doesn't happen, and we beat Negan. And, you know, Negan's had order. How are we going to reorder things? We need yeah. a leader. And Rick said, well, it's not going to be me. He says, now the two of us working together, and that seems to charm her. And there's, like, you know, that, that seems to, like, energize them, the fact that they could rule the world as king and queen. I, I mm-hmm. that, that sounds more futile than I want it to be, but, right you yeah. know, that they're they're going to be the, each other's right-hand men and women and, and, and bring about positive change. Something that Rick has kind of shied from since his disastrous dictatorship of season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also get the idea that Rick is avoiding going back. Yeah. And we're not really sure why. In fact, I can't really put my finger on exactly why he's reticent to go back to the group with all of what the, the bounty that they have so far. I, I think he's stalling so
0: that he can have just a little bit more time before they have to go to war. Hmm. Um yeah. I, I think he really he's enjoying these moments with Michonne, these mm-hmm. quiet moments, and he knows that potentially this could be the last time that they get those if one of them were to die during this war. So I, I, I think I get he's stalling that. for that reason.
1: But there's also very little talk of like I would have I would I, I, I wish someone had brought up Judith. And the fact that the uh-huh. saviors could come back at any time and they have bear cupboards um, and the fact that, you know, the g- garbage people said soon. And what does like have a real debate on like, what do you think soon means? Mm-hmm. And instead of like, you know, air, it just it's it's just I, I understand Rick's impulse. But I thought that um, to to really sell that they should have had a discussion about, you know, the fact that you've got a toddler at home. Who's in danger of Negan all the time? We uh, got nothing in the form of tribute, and here is a healthy piece of tribute that we could give him that at least buys us another week. Yeah. To say nothing of the garbage people, but I think you are right. I just you know there is there is just just not enough there there, and they certainly had the time to do it. Mm. Uh, Tara then confesses to Judith about Seaside, which I thought was pretty hilarious, and she clearly gives the you know the dilemma there that if she tells Rick. Rick will go and demand to give her the guns and help fight. The seaside people won't want to help fight, and they have a lot of guns, and a lot of people will die. And she personally feels <laughs> yeah. obligated to the seaside, at least oh, I forget what the name of the girl is there, but the one that mm-hmm. gave her the bracelet and stuck her ass out for yeah, her. Yeah, she's probably going to get her killed if she goes back. Probably, probably. Uh, but I just think it was hilarious.
0: This is it's essentially Tara explaining the stakes in her rationality to the baby that is the audience that doesn't get this shit already are you kidding me
1: see i thought yeah i i thought like, it's a nice right. little moment but i, I thought walk i, I, I thought they're gonna do the thing where they pan up and gabriel's yeah, yeah. been standing Rosita's there the whole time or, or yes rosita would have or some rick and michonne have come back or something but otherwise it's essentially telling us the dilemma i mean it's cute um it, mm-hmm. but it's telling us the dilemma that we already understand right uh so there's also this nice scene. Um, I don't even know how to recap it because a lot goes down. Um, the carnival scene. There's this, there's yeah. this Rube Goldberg action device okay. where yep. Rick is going to try to push a car against a big section of a hole in the fence. Mm-hmm. For what purpose? I I guess I will seal that off so they can – there's a much smaller amount of walkers on the inside of the fence where all the guns and good stuff are, and there's a whole bunch more milling in this field. But they can seal that off with the car, then they can round up everything and get out before they have to deal with the walkers. There's like 10 walkers instead of 50 or whatever. Okay. Uh, Suffice to say, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no brakes in the car, and they all have to go in, and it rolls into the middle of this (laughs) field full of walkers. They get out the sunroof. Yeah. Lead the walkers on a pretty merry path through this carnival. hmm Uh they then decide to split up the crowd and retreat to a slide, like one of those burlap sack slides that you you do at a county fair. You
0: uh-huh. know what I'm talking about?
1: You actually put yeah. the sack on and then it makes it slick and you, you roll down and, and Rick goes on the Ferris wheel and they're both like, you know, the fences set up so you can get tickets and lines, and they're just doing their old, you know, Rick's got his, his hatchet and she's got her sword and they're they're chopping wood. Uh, And everything's going well, and they're doing this almost like Legolas and Gimli banter about how many they're killing and who's got them more. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a really cute action scene, except for how labored the setup is. And then Rick sees this deer, which he says he owes Michonne a deer, Mm -hmm. and he decides to climb, for some reason, way up onto the Ferris wheel to get a clean shot at it, I guess, with his magnum. yeah. Um, and then he sees that there's a whole bunch of walkers around the deer, and if he shoots it, they'll just eat it. Yeah. So, the deer scampers away. They make it clear that the deer scampers away. Rick falls. He's surrounded by walkers. Right on his face. He takes a header off, like... Yeah, he's like a, a 15 story, foot two stories drop. up. Yeah, yeah. About two stories, like, falling off the roof of a two-story house. Uh-huh. And it, it, it kind of knocks, at least knocks the wind out of him, so he can't just get to his feet, and these zombies are all around him, and for a for a second, I thought they might actually kill Rick. <laughs> I didn't. But no, this fake me, out was so fucking obvious. Okay. W- he somehow snuck into a box like Jack and a Rick style, and yeah. simultaneously the deer got killed. Right. I don't know. But the deer ran off. Yeah. Like that set, they
0: did not sell this setup at all. No. I don't know how the walkers got a hold of the deer. Right, because
1: um, we we see Rick kind of cornered. Right, there's no deer to be found, the and then sees they cut the walkers, and the walkers are still like thirty feet away, and the deer starts running. Right, no fucking way did these like,
0: yeah, no, it, it's ridiculous.
1: Nobody bought this
0: fake out for one. Uh-huh. Um, this is yet another Walking Dead bullshit fake out that nobody cares about, nobody wants to see, uh, and you know it didn't make any sense with the setup either.
1: Right, I mean the. Michonne I, I'm thinking really like that Rick died happened. yeah and that's the thing Like, it, 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 I even like the fact that like Michonne thought that Rick was dead briefly because they really sold her panic and like how lost she would be in that situation right? and that she was just ready to get like this is and know, this is
0: important for for the overall feeling
1: that Michonne has and it, it's consistent in her character that Rick and his family are the, why she started caring again after losing again, her friends and family after yeah. like you know being suicidal and all that stuff and like this So she just drops her sword and is going out yeah. Also, Rick pops out his box, somehow picks up the sword, which should be nowhere near him, throws it to her in the air like something out of fucking Princess Bride. She catches uh-huh. it, and I, I think there's even like a ching, like a glint coming off of it. Uh-huh. And then, you know, they... They play the Zelda sword <laughs> grabbing music. <laughs> it's dangerous to go alone, take this. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they they win. And I just felt like this is... Even though I like the scene and I like the guts of it, like the setup is preposterous, and the resolution is so fucking shitty walking dead that it detracts from all the really good character stuff and all the moments they'd built up. I know, and how do they not yeah. know that man? They've got to i mean they they but they continue to do it, so they know it, they don't care. I feel uh, like if anyone else had directed this, like Niterra is like, oh he's got lost, and how fucking cool it could be right. And forgot that the only reason we give a shit... He's like fucking Zack Snyder. He reali- he forgets the only reason we care about action is because there's stakes and the impact they have on characters that we love. Right. He's Michael Bay. Or yes. whoever
0: did Transformers number two. Is that Jerry Bruckheimer? No, Michael Bay? It's all Bay. It's all Bay? It's all, it's all, Bay? Okay. It's all Bay
1: all the way down.
0: Uh, l- let me ask you this. How do you kill... If you are going to pick a weapon to kill a soldier zombie wearing a helmet... Mm -hmm. would it be what would it be not would it be a wooden stick with a hook on the
1: end it wouldn't the hook is a bad deal like i couldn't believe that the hook was. that's that's exact opposite although these walkers are made out of unbaked cookie dough
0: right but if they're wearing helmets and you hit them on the head with a wooden stick Uh the exact thing that the helmet is supposed to protect from right i can't believe that it would kill it no well i mean he was going in through the face though well not for the first one when he picks up that stick, he whacks a walker on the head, one of the uh, soldiers. Yeah. It's wearing your fucking helmet. And it drops like a sack of bricks. Right.
1: Well here's the thing, <laughs> I don't bullshit. understand. He gets killed a week for somehow magically pulling that off. If if Rick can pull a zombie in half just on his own horsepower, how do these zombies walk around? The force of them yeah. lurching around and gravity should just jackhammer them apart. Right. Like like thirty like if if they're like thirty steps and they should be done. Mm-hmm. I th- this is getting crazy how flimsy these fucking zombies are. Zombies are.
0: Yeah, I mean they are flimsy though. I mean, you look at the ones on the fence at at Negan's compound,
1: right? Right. They're just literally falling apart. I know. I, I just don't I don't know that I like it because it just doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they would be like all you'd have to do to defeat them is walk them around in circles and they're eventually their their joints would break, their knees, their hip sockets would just start popping out and they they would be completely neutralized. Yeah. If 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 you can pull a zombie apart like that, I, I don't, I don't get it. Th- there were two things. Okay, so I
0: really like the dismantling of this windshield soldier. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I wish they would have maybe taken it a step farther and just like he's pulling at it and just pieces are coming off in chunks. Like, well, that's the there, thing. Like, there are two chunks here, but I wish they would have done like six, seven chunks. Sure. Like Rick just can't
1: get a grip on this thing. Then they go into Z Nation, right? And it's right that they're and in this th- Uncanny Valley where, I like, I. To me, if I was going to do it, I would have shown Rick like look at the situation and then decide what he needs to do is grab the soldier, pull him out, throw him on the ground, and then get yeah. on to the business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nicotero's like wouldn't it be funny and they play it as like this grim humor of like Rick pull his leg and the leg pops off, or then mm-hmm. Rick pulls his torso, his torso pulls pulls off. Like then you're right, you should just, just grab an you arm. Should, you grab sh- Yeah. Grab like You should go full-on Pete Jackson and just have fun with it. You can't split the difference between what would be realistic and what would be funny to you as a zombie head. Right. The other thing that I
0: really wish Uh they would have done that would have just put the scene over the top and made it outstanding is if they had got, you know, they were in, for a while they were in that, ride with the swings uh-huh. like on the chains if
1: they had gotten in that and it started i up, almost thought they were and going Michonne to hold out her blade I, right that would be oh, Z nation. man and that yes, would be would kind have. of glorious and i love z nation because right. of things like that yeah but you don't take z Na- like they, no and, I don't take it seriously but they're doing the worst of both worlds like it's silly yeah. and takes you out of the action and yet it's also super fucking serious too. yeah but I mean, overall, you know, I like this scene
0: up until maybe the stuff with the fake out. Um, yep, it was just too obvious and didn't didn't hang together well.
1: Yep, but it's so close, so close to yep. being great. Uh, they didn't harvest a crop of guns. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, then picking the gr- guns out of the ground. I'm like, you know, this 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 goes back to all of our gun farming jokes. Right. Um, Michonne breaks down because like the full weight of almost losing. Rick is getting to her. Uh, They then are driving back what is the loosest packed van I've ever seen. Like, I've packed a U-Haul truck for a 15-mile trip tighter than this van, and I wasn't packing for, like, 60 people that are back home needing the the, the shit that I'm bringing, and the saviors are going to come and take half of it. Like, mm-hmm. really? Really? I mean, I guess the vans have weight limits and all that, but come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, just pa- pack some shit in. Pack those football jerseys in the seams and the cracks, there man. There you go. Put something on your lap. It looks like they packed... F- the other thing that I thought was really funny is... It looked like in the van they had just moved like two pallets. Mm-hmm. They were still shrink wrapped. How yep. in the hell did Rick and Michonne get those pallets onto the van? A makeshift ramp and a dolly does, and does a, Rick's I, forearms, I, just like a forklift. Just, he's, yeah. just that, he's just that—he's that much of a beast. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good question. I don't know. Uh, so Michonne's down, and Rick decides it's time to confess that he hasn't been sleeping because the loss, the Negan or Negan and their friends. Has uh, re- as really weighed on him He goes he's got a nice, nice moment about You know Glenn correctly Saved him way back in the beginning And he couldn't save Glenn. But they're gonna fight and they're gonna lose people And they might lose each other and he's in, Michonne protests that I couldn't ever lose you. And he's like, you know, we decided that living in slavery is not living. This is living. Fighting is living. Mm-hmm. And you can lose me, but it's not about us anymore. It's about the future for our kids and Glenn and Maggie's kid and all the kids, you know, and Carl and everybody just to come. And if it's me that doesn't make it, I need you to be the leader, and I know you can do it because you're the one that's led me to this conclusion, which I thought was a really nicely constructed argument for fucking once. I had nothing bad to say about this moment at all.
0: No, and I think, you know, despite maybe some of the silliness with which it was set up, um, I I think a lot of this episode, you know, feeds right directly into this conversation in a really good way. Like, Michonne.
1: Like in an alternate universe where this this was on the back of a really superbly constructed action sequence, this is an Emmy submission moment. Sure, yeah. This is where you know you, they, they play right before they announce that you know uh, 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 Andy uh, Lincoln is getting his first Emmy for The Walking Dead. Yeah, but I, we don't live in that world. No,
0: no. Uh, Michonne has uh, kind of an abstract at the beginning of this episode an abstract understanding that yes, we could lose people, and right. yes, Rick could potentially be one of those people. Right. It does not sink in until the moment where she thinks she's actually lost him. And the full weight of that is is understood by her. And I mm-hmm. think that's an important moment to have this conversation. And to really, it, like, I, I think Rick understands it. Rick mm-hmm. understands it very well. Michonne did not until this point, And now they both understand it. And I feel like they're able, they're probably going to, I, I don't know if they kill one of them or not. Um, there's a, always the potential for Andrew Lincoln to get tired of the show and want to move on mm-hmm. after this war, um, but I I think at least they are both going into this with their eyes open now, and you know Rick could certainly go on without her, um, judging by his his tone here. But I'm not so su- so certain that Michonne even gets it now, like quite hmm. gets it. I, why, what's your evidence? Because I
1: other than I, maybe I think she understands it to... less
0: than. Like, more than abstractly now, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if she would be able to, because she's already done this, right? She's lost her entire family, her friends, everyone, and she, look at what she became. Mm -hmm. If she does that again, when Rick uh, bites it, or if Rick bites it, then I don't know that she wants to live like that.
1: The only time I'd worry about Michonne at this point is if Rick, Judith, and Carl bite it. Because okay. like if Rick dies yeah. and there's still Carl and Judith, I can't believe like in the shock of this moment, yes, mm-hmm. I believe that she would go like catatonic on the battlefield. But if like Rick is slain in combat and she survives, and and Rick and and Carl and Judith, like I I I mean I I certainly. It would be believable and human for her to fall apart and not be able to go on, but I would be mm-hmm. disappointed in her because I feel like that Carl and Judith kind of depend. You know, they she's their mom now for better or, or sure. for mostly yeah. better. Um, and Good point. and I, I I hope that she would uh, pull it together. And and that's before she gets a shot in the arm of this is almost like this revolutionary zeal. Like we need to get like you've got me hyped about this future. You you gotta you gotta believe in it just as much as you made me believe in it, and if you believe in it that much, then me being dead is irrelevant because your fight we're fighting for fucking humanity and what it means to be human. Yeah, which you know they've been they talk about that all the, the time, but it's kind of amazing that two seasons into the Negan experiment that we haven't heard this before. Like you know. We always talk about this is the way it is out there, but there's no reason once we get this bi- these big communities full of like-minded people, like, we can be the law, mm-hmm. you know? And and we can get this working society going again, which is what I've always been excited about, The Walking Dead, for them to turn that corner. Right, right. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's like a, it's a really boring post-apocalyptic Star Trek utopia, and it's not going to work, but... Well, I mean, they haven't had the opportunity to yet, right. I guess.
0: Right. Right. You know it's always been kind of low stakes like here's this small group now they've got several different communities that could potentially band together right They've got you know a goal to rally um rally for mm-hmm. I think now they're set up too to actually ask these questions
1: all right, so turns out they got sixty three guns mm-hmm. um military style guns, no less. This isn't just like you know your your Kmart specials. Uh, he presents it to the Romulan Pro Council, and she says, the 63 is not enough.
0: These fucking trash people.
1: And Rosita says, we're going to take our guns and move on. And she goes, nope, there are guns. The deal's still on. And I love this next exchange. I thought this was pretty good. Rick says, okay, fine, but we're going to keep 10 for ourselves to help search for more. And then she tries to say, fine. They they, he's, you know, they go back and forth, and he's, she then says, nine, and we want the cat back. Mm-hmm. Which he's like, you know what? 20 we keep the cat, (laughs) we get you the guns, you fight with us, say yes. And she does. I'm still super leery of this bullshit because it seems like these trash people are just looking for a way to fuck over Rick, and no one's even acknowledging that possibility. Like, if you're going to give Rosita the role of malcontent, can she be malcontented about some real legit shit? (laughs) Like how incredibly sketchy Uh these people are, and Rick is just being a fucking idiot for trusting them? Yeah, like, that would actually – I would I would be kind of like, okay, I think you're, you know, being a little reactionary, but, like, I, that's a valid thing to bitch about.
0: Yeah, I mean, it shocks me that <laughs>
1: – I, I
0: I went into this episode hoping, please, God, no trash people. Right. Just, no, you're, I don't want them. You're, you're stuck with them, man. Right. And they haven't even lampshaded these people. No. They haven't even said, weirder. yes, we know these
1: people are fucking weird. Right. Like I would like it. No some... one has said it. Yeah, like this would be a... like Rick and Michonne being alone and eating MREs would be a great time. Would be like, what happens if these people fuck us over? And Rick be like, look, I it... thought about it, but we have no choice. It would be a like, great time any... for them to sit down and say, "What well, was with those fucking trash people?" Yeah, yeah, or just make fun of them. Exactly. Like yeah. like do do some imitations of Romulan Pro Council. Like that right. would be that would be some relatable. Rick humor. puts a
0: mop on his head and pulls the bangs like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, it would, yeah, it would be hilarious, and it would at least lampshade it and or or michon
1: teaser about the lady boner she was rocking for
0: uh, <laughs> right? uh, uh, for Rick like. As it, as it stands, I hope they don't find another
1: single damn gun because I don't want to see these people they're again. They're gonna, they're gonna. I don't know? want it. And, like, I like, how are these people going to fight? I feel like they're just going to lumber onto the battlefield straight up shooting from, like, just shooting from, like, they're not going to be <laughs> right. effective soldiers. Pro- I, I have no idea how they fight, but... Maybe they'll turn into, maybe they're vampires. They'll, like, you know, just, they'll just evaporate in a mist as, they're like, the angel of death in Egypt. I, I don't know. Uh, I like the how that Rick. I feel like is a little bit on my train of thought about like, oh man, I don't know about these people. Michonne kind of uses his her his earlier episode logic on him, like, eh, you know what soon mean? It could be this. It'd be pretty fucking important to realize what soon means in the context of these people you're doing the deal with. Yeah. Um, and then Rosita kind of glares at him, skeptical, and I'm kind of on her side a little bit here. Uh, Rick at back in Alexander asked Tara if she's seen Rosita because she didn't show up for her scheduled shift. Um, and then Tara says, I have something to tell you, which we will not find out about until next week. And then I believe Rosita goes to the hilltop, mm-hmm. uh, to find Sasha and Sasha's there with Abraham's grave and she confronts her, says, I need your help. And Sasha knows what she's talking about and says on one condition, I get to take the shot. And Rosita's like, well, I got your favorite long-range sniper rifle ready to go. And um, and then they have this conversation where Rosita's like, oh, they're not, they're not ready to move yet because they need more guns, more people, more time, more excuses. I'm just like, mm-hmm. grow the fuck up. Yeah, grow we try to You tried it These your are, way. It yes. got someone killed and
0: someone captured. Like
1: seriously, you guys kicked in the radar station's asshole, and what did it get you? And then yeah. you tried to shoot Negan, and didn't do anything. And even if you'd killed Negan, you would be arguably in worse because like they would have just wiped out Alexandria in their rage, probably. Like they would have. There would be no restraint, right? So anyway, but it's okay because Rosita's memorized everything Daryl said. Mm-hmm. about his time there and Sasha has a map that Jesus they drew They got they her. got they got this
0: this radio and
1: it it plays the same song <laughs> over and over It just uh, he, keeps playing that's it That's right All I know is you get you, you go down Easy Street and you take a left and then you're out um, <laughs> and you got to fight the mini boss <laughs> I think his name's Jerry <laughs> Uh, well, we gotta kill Jerry. Fat Fat Joe, you gotta kill Fat, fat Joe, right? not n- not the skinny one. Uh, and their the only concern is they can't be taken alive because then they'll use the, they'll be a tool. Can they not see that a commando raid by the Alexandrians against
0: mm-hmm.
1: Negan's compound will be seen? Like, there's nothing Rick could say that would make them yeah. think that they he wasn't behind it. Right, like. How can there not be any at least discussion of this? Like, like Rosita, I guess, because she's lost everyone that she cares about and she's mad about it, the whole thing. But like Sasha, sure Sasha but- Sasha has like, it seems like she really cares about Maggie and her unborn child. And okay. fucking, like, why wouldn't Sasha, why is Sasha all in on this? I, I guess they're both just really pissed. You know about how Abraham. I want this to end? Would be huh. kind of glorious if Sasha gets, like, in the outskirts of, uh, of the savior complex and her and, Raz- and, and you know, Rosita's got her binoculars and, like, yammering on about how she's going to just Sasha shoots her in the head. Yeah. And leaves her out there. Yeah. And it goes back like to the it. hilltop and pretends like it never happened. I like it. But that would be a cool way to resolve this because otherwise I just don't understand why Sasha is doing this and why she can't understand that, like, their only concern is they can't be taken alive, Jim. Yeah. So I have some thoughts in the spoiler section about what's going to really happen, but that's okay. that's for that. Do you have any other thoughts on the episode?
0: No, I don't. Um, before we get into feedback, I do have a little bit of housekeeping to do. I wanted to announce uh, the meetup that we're doing here in Cincinnati. The burrito? The burrito, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you're unaware, a few months ago, I won a catered
1: event from Chipotle. It's going to be 20 big, fat Chipotle burritos there. It's a burrito bar that it's a burrito bar, I think yeah. right that will we'll properly utilize, construct approximately 20 burritos.
0: Yeah, about 20 burritos worth of burrito bar. Uh, it's going to be Saturday, March 18th from 1 to 3 p.m. at the 16-Bit Barcade in Over the Rhine, Cincinnati. Burritos are going to be first-come, first-served, so if you are local to Cincinnati or you want to drive in, uh, for the weekend, uh, we're going to be doing a meetup, one to
1: three p.m. The burritos are first come, first serve. But if you're not familiar with the area, there's like tons of pizza shops and sandwich shops, and the bar the bar is open carry yeah. as far as food concerns. They don't they don't serve food right. there, so you can bring whatever you want in. Mm-hmm. And the drinks are really good, and the video games are on free play. Yep. All that you got to do is buy All a drink, and you can you can play. And so we'll be there hanging out, and you know obviously you can talk with us or challenge us to uh, uh, Street Fighter Alpha. Okay. You'll beat, I don't know if you're good, but you'll beat my I used to be. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know about now, but (laughs) we'll see. X-Men or Marvel versus Capcom, I think they got that. Yep. I'm sure they do. They have a whole bunch of games, like 40
0: games or something. Yeah. So yeah, we're doing that. Uh, Come join us. Saturday, March 18th.
1: Hey, before we get to feedback, I want to try to pay the bills here with an advertisement for Club Bald Move. You can go to club.baldmove.com. Not only are you supporting great podcasting, but you get a lot of cool features. One of our goals for 2017 was to increase our premium content, and I think we're doing a good job of that so far. Last week, we got a new episode of Quip, or Quit Your Pitching, where we randomly generate some uh, television titles, and we try to pitch what those shows would be about. Sometimes they're interesting. Sometimes they're funny. Uh, we got one of those episodes out, uh, and there'll be a new one every first Wednesday of every month in 2017 going forward. We also had a first run review of the movie Logan this week. We're going to be talking about Kong that we got those episodes out on Thursday night, so they're fresh for your discussion. Or if you want to check and see if they're worth watching, uh, we do. Uh, we're, we're having Kong and a bunch of other cool ones coming out really, really uh, soon. We also have the final episode of Life is Strange or video game playthrough that we recorded last week. It'll be coming out soon. Um, and of course, no more ads. If you get tired of listening to the Bald Move ads and our sponsored ads, the, we have ad-free feeds, so you don't have to listen to them ever again. And finally, uh, we have every week our fantastic variety hour, Friday lunch hour, variety hour, lunch with Jim and Aaron, uh, week in, week out. Uh, lots of great features, uh, great way to support independent podcasting and get more of the content that you already love. Go to club.bulbmove.com. Okay, that's it. Let's get
0: into feedback. We start off with a bunch of comments about the deer. There were a few select ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but people really how CG were blowing some eye shit the deer about the CG.
1: Yeah, like how they can make a fucking tiger look so real, and this deer is like right, like 2001 era Deer Hunter, the video game. Yep, Buck Hunter, Big Buck. Fucking trophy dick, whatever the game is.
0: <laughs> we're we're gonna rapid fire through these. Jeremy R says the CGI deer may give the skyscape behind Rick at the dump a run for its money is worst moment ever. Uh Ryan M says, please just talk about the CGI deer for the entire podcast. My <laughs> God, y'all, what the fuck? <laughs> Melissa B. says, Hey guys, love the podcast. I thought I would write <laughs> write you about the deer tonight. Was it just me or did it look a little on the fake side? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs>
1: just yep, a
0: little. Agreed. Uh and G R E to Danny says Bambi has better color correction and detail than that cartoon deer they were using last night.
1: Yeah, it Pretty was good. What's the deal, man? I don't know. Did they, did, did they cut the budget even more? I, it's like ratings I, are slipping. Cut the budget. Maybe. Like you maybe. know, bare bones. We gotta. You know, I, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Or but, they just choose pick and choose where they spend their money. I mean, stuff? the practical effects are still as bad- badass as yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if you have to spend money on something, uh, a, a tiger is better than a deer. Is it out of the realm of possibility to just fucking get a real deer? Um, like I feel like you prob- could grab, you could get. Don't they not? have like tame deer, or stunt deer, stunt deer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely they have stunt deer. You, know, you could just get a deer, like you know, but put it on a spot and then spook it and have it run off. Mm-mm. I know you can do it with dogs. I know you can do it with elephants. Yeah. I don't know about deer. I don't know. Deer like, might be too shifty. Uh, but, I, yeah, it's not good. Not yeah. good at all. No, it was terrible. Uh, Sam from New York says, what do you guys think would be the
0: actual process if a group like Rick's or another group, quote-unquote, owned by Negan, were to get attacked or massacred by a group like the Trash People? Would Negan go to war with the attackers, cut his losses, of course, it doesn't seem as though this is ever going to happen, but I'd be super interested to see how something like
1: this would play out. So what's the scenario? Like a uh... scenario
0: is we've got the Alexandrians, right? Uh-huh. And then the trash people come in and they massacre the Alexandrians okay. who are owned or under protection oh, from oh, Negan. Oh, oh, how okay. would Negan react
1: to that? Um,
0: I think it's an interesting question.
1: It is interesting because... That would be another interesting direction for the show to take is if Rick shows up with a massive show of force and Negan's like, let's just cut a deal. Uh-huh. Now, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't think they would. I don't think they would either. Um, I'm guessing that Negan is unstable. He would just like – he wouldn't accept the fact that he was being defeated and he would fight to the last man.
0: Yeah, well, I because the I, old- mean, I, I don't know if how possessive he is of the communities that he – Owns or or takes over has under his control,
1: but it seems like that's his mystique. Like if he if he gives an inch, mm-hmm. like that's the whole strong man thing. If you if you show an in, an ounce of weakness, then people will see you as a paper tiger, and then all these people that you've got, you know, you've brought the heel will turn against you. Yeah, I think realistically, the way it
0: would go is, oh, we've discovered another group of survivors. Let's go take them over the same way we did the Alexandrians, right? Uh, so, regardless of. You know whether or not they massacre a community that he that he oversees. I think he the result will be the same. Mm-hmm. Either cow either cow them into
1: giving you stuff or kill them all. It would be interesting because I could also see Negan like handpicking his inner circle, loading up a bunch of box trucks with all the good stuff, and then is taking off <laughs> and uh-huh. making for the next like group of survivors that they find, take them over, and start their racket somewhere else. Right. Uh, So,
0: yeah. Uh, Megan D says, So I have to say, I think most of your reads on characters and scenes are spot on, but I read Negan totally differently. I believe he sees right through people. He doesn't blindly trust what Dwight tells him, and the reason he keeps people like Dwight and Daryl so close is that he knows they hate him and want to kill him. I think he (laughs) thrives on the thought of that constant threat so close to him. I think he gets off on being so close to danger and chaos.
1: So he's like the, the rich Japanese executive that likes to eat... Blowfish because there's mm-hmm. a small chance that he dies every single time he eats it. I think so, yeah. Or or he's like
0: people who uh, I feel people, jump off of fucking cranes into into the water below. Or I feel like, like
1: the, that's the people to do that that like don't have real danger in their life. Like I've never heard of, like I don't know maybe there are like uh you know war vets that come home and like jump off of uh, bridges and shit and skydive. Maybe they do. And yeah, I, I mean, feel like the, if you've had your fill of that, uh, the, the, that, you know, like, you, you I don't know. Well, that's I don't know the anything. Thing. You I've haven't had followed. your fill. That's what, Like, yeah. if,
0: if you just, like, that's the only thing that gets you off anymore, mm-hmm. I guess you, you pursue
1: it. That's an interesting read. It still is extremely foolish. Like, every time I see, oh, sure. like, those Russian kids walking out on girders yeah. and, like, you know, doing pull-ups off of flagpoles 500 stories above the Earth, I never think... Wow, there's a guy living life to the full, I think, wow, there's a person who doesn't properly appreciate the gift of life.
0: That's so, what you think,
1: but that's certainly not what they think. No, no, and, but and I'm it saying, doesn't matter that it's foolish if they It's that's also what a massive doing. character flaw in Negan. Like it's 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 a possible okay. interpretation of his yeah. character, but it makes him de facto weaker. And uh, I guess I'm always looking for <laughs> I mean
0: subjectively, certainly. How is it not I mean,
1: objectively I don't... a character flaw to court danger and death? When you're the strong man of the apocalypse,
0: I mean, he enjoys playing this game, and it, like, if it truly doesn't matter to him whether he lives or dies, right? Then what's the harm, I guess, to him if he wants to court this so, danger and okay. try so and I skirt the edge and play the game?
1: You're trying to, you're saying there's a subjective definition of success. And I'm saying there's an objective one. It's like if you're still alive and you're still able to do your thing, then you're succeeding if you get killed I mean what by... if your
0: definition of success is just playing the game? No, that's period. fine.
1: Like I said, that's perfectly legit. I'm just saying that long term like if I'm a historian of the zombie apocalypse, I would write that as character flaw. I don't care oh, if sure, like, yeah. ne- like if Negan, you know, uh like I don't care what people do with their lives. Like right. if you if you want to go say, do hands on, you, if, if, if you're a World War II historian and you found out that Hitler liked to go into a concentration camp, pick a random Jew that he's got in the concentration camp, go into a room alone with them and give him a gun and yeah. stand there for a minute and see if the guy shoots him.
0: That seems unfair. He's probably too weak to lift the gun. <laughs>
1: Well that's yeah. <laughs> Hitler knowing how good he'd probably pick the weakest one that probably couldn't swing it. But I'm yeah, saying it's like yeah. if you found that out, you wouldn't think, Well, you know, I guess Hitler needed to do that to enjoy, you'd say, Well, that's an obvious weakness of, of a military leader. So like if I'm the post I mean, it depends on what his goals are. No it doesn't. Yes it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, For, it, it does from it absolutely perspective. Does. From an outside perspective of of continuing something or losing it, it's not it can't be subjective.
0: Well, you're defining their goals at that point. If you say, like, his Hitler's goal is to, for as long as he can, lead this Third Reich regime, uh, this populist, fascist agenda, if that was his goal, certainly that would be a problem with, with his methods. But if his goal is not that, if his goal was just to have a great-ass time, like, then he succeeded by all measures, by his measure, certainly. Hmm.
1: I disagree. I think there's also a time factor there that, like, if you have the great ass time for one day versus a thousand, then the thousand is the more uh, successful. And to the extent that you sacrifice that longevity for whatever, but, you know, again, it's subjective. I'm just saying, from a historical purpose, um, it does seem like your regime's longevity would be part of that, but. I can't believe we're having a five-minute-long conversation No, I'm I'm done with it. Let's go on
0: to to delete, and I wish I could delete that conversation. Uh, I'm curious to know why Negan would think he, uh, Eugene here, was a medical doctor. Negan saw Eugene with the group in the first episode of the season when Maggie was sick to near death. They were clearly trying to get her somewhere, the hilltop, because she needed medical attention that Rick's group could not give. That's kind of a good point. Like, he should have guessed that no one in that group was a doctor based on how sick Maggie looked already. Right. Why What's... would Maggie be traveling? So, But now he buys that Eugene is somehow this celebrated doctor with multiple degrees and and I, I don't know. Wait, what, did Negan know why they were traveling through the hilltop? No, but if you take one look at Maggie, you realize she's deathly ill. Why is she out with this group?
1: Hmm. It doesn't seem like Negan, like, anybody made note of that. Right. Um, I guess that's what Delete here is trying to get at. Huh. Is that
0: idea that he should have probably noticed that. Okay. And picked up on the fact that Eugene wouldn't have been a doctor. Like, why
1: are you guys out, period? Yeah. Uh, Are you guys just on a scavenging run? Why are you out traveling in force with, yeah, I guess. It's not even in the top 100 problems I have (laughs) with what's going on. But, yeah, sure, it's another head scratcher. All right, Jeremy R.
0: says, just some thoughts on this week. Uh, first of all, Rick never even tried the emergency brake on the car.
1: Fair point. That's
0: fair. Although I would say maybe he or, couldn't find it, because my car, is it's built into the fucking console like it's a trick. Here's the other thing. Shift it in the park, dude. Yeah. Like Oh, no, you'll
1: ruin the transmission. Who gives a shit? Right? You're not driving this thing off the lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. There's like... Lots and lots of evidence that people in crisis situations forget how to fucking yeah. work the brake. Like, there is this whole, uh, re, um, you know, Malcolm Gladwell's revisionist history where he goes on this whole like stuck throttle issue and puts a pretty, pretty compelling uh, case that there was never st- st- stuck throttles. That these oh, things the, could all the, be the attributable strength. by people just panicking in a high pressure situation. Um, so, like, I guess Rick was just shitting his pants, and maybe he was hitting the gas instead of the brake, or he's unfamiliar with the controls and all that, but yeah. Obviously, emergency brake, he shifted it out of park to make it move, so... Yeah. He could have thrown it back in the park, and, as you said, destroyed the transmission. (laughs) Right. Uh, he also says,
0: a carnival? They must be trying to hit all the cliche settings this half season. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, if you're going by, um... Like House of the Dead locations. I think they've checked off every single one. There's been in sewer, there's been hospital, mm-hmm. uh police station, uh Carnival. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other swamp. They've gone through plenty of swamps, haven't they? Oh yeah. That I mean they just did the swamp boat. The swamp house right. boat. Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah creepy they're, they're old house. All. Have they done a creepy old house? They've done school twice now. Schools? Mm. Yeah, school's yeah. Is another thing. Creepy old, they needed like just a straight up creepy old mansion. All right. Like maybe the hilltop needs to turn all zombie and they have to clear out the mansion, mm-hmm. the governor's mansion or whatever.
0: Uh, he says, finally, no one ever really thought the Walkers were eating Rick. Long gone are the days when shocking deaths had us viewers on the edge of our
1: seats. If it isn't a premiere or finale, I barely give more than a side eye to this suspenseful scene. I, I, can I raise my hand and say that I was doing the internal calculus about, okay. I know people are done with the show. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I was even thinking of, like, you guys, you know, a friend Jason is just over in the Walker Stalker Con Europe, and he's given, a, like, you know, a big keynote address with uh, with Andrew Lincoln, and mm-hmm. that's his first public appearance at one of these things in a while, I think, and I'm like, mm-hmm. all that stuff is going, I'm like, okay, this... yeah. It's probably bullshit, but like, could it? I was you know trying to process it, so like, I I mean, I don't know if I really bought it, but I was doing the math on it at least.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of did the exact same math as Jeremy here. I was, like, and I think
1: that would be a fucking baller move at this point. Mm-hmm. Killing off Andrew Lincoln right in the middle of the sea, like that might get people coming back because, like, oh wow, Walking Dead's capable of anything. Of course, it doesn't happen. So. No,
0: definitely not. Um, he says overall, the writers have really embraced the laughable at this point, haven't they? That can be the only explanation for the product they're putting on screen week in and week out. They haven't.
1: They're keeping Not the laughable quite. at arm's length still. I know. Yeah. They need to go full politically incorrect term. They need to go. Z-Nation. They, need, they need to go full Z Nation exactly that's
0: as P, as non PC as you can get. Yep. Z Nation.
1: Yep. Uh, Greg
0: in Louisiana says tonight's episode was pure fun. We're going. We're going dissent here. Outside of any critical analysis I could give, I honestly just straight up enjoyed the heck out of this episode. Same. The chemistry between Deni and Andrew is amazing, and the romantic supply mission carnival getaway was super satisfying to watch.
1: Yeah, like, every single time the people are fucking in the zombie apocalypse, I always think, wow, how are they getting over to stench?" Because, you know, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. like, day three and four of our camping trips, if we haven't had a shower, I are just like, okay, yeah, you stay on your side of the tent. <laughs> I... The, the the chemistry is so good that I wasn't even thinking that. Yeah, like it was. Yeah. I think maybe the second watch I was thinking like you know like uh, they they were rolling around and like I, I, bet, I bet they stink like hell.
0: I gotta say this lighter, uh, more laid back Andrew Lincoln kind of came out of nowhere for me. I thought, I haven't seen the hints of it building hmm. um, as they because. They're in a situation where they
1: really shouldn't feel think his, all that comfortable. His maniacal grin on top of the trash heap wasn't. No, no that didn't that do didn't. it for me. <laughs> no. Maybe he's just gone crazy. He might. Have he's lost had a psychotic break, mind. but it's a fun one. It's yeah. not like an angry one like it was before. <laughs> if he shows up with a
0: phone in his holster next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got like an old brick style Nokia. Yep. Uh, he goes on Rick and Michonne are some of the stronger characters on the show, and it's great to see them chew up scenery, especially Rick offering Michonne chili and Mac. Uh, this episode had some of the best character development, plot development, cinematography, action choreography. What? And just made for some great television. Not to mention, no, I can't, I can't read this. Not to mention the other subplots of the episode were great at setting up future developments without straying too far outside of what we've come to expect from each character. I disagree. I disagree with you
1: there, but I'll let you. I'll let you say your piece. I mean, it's a fun episode. Anyone's reaction to having a fun episode is not wanting to like, you know. bitch and moan about it. Uh, I will give
0: him credit. At the end here, he says, my only real complaint about the episode would be the stupid motivations of Rosita, who continues to recklessly try the whole lone wolf thing that's going to keep getting people killed. The other minor stuff was passable to good in the context of this episode. Mm. Yeah. Um, You know, we had our nitpicks, but certainly I think it was a fairly fun episode. Best episode of the season, easily? Uh, I don't know about easily. I think maybe the, wasn't the premiere Okay. I don't remember at this point. That's a that's episode damning. two was a giant dump. Oh, of an the episode. premiere was
1: the one where they drove through the crowd with the steel cable. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, and that was so, that's the right amount of Z Nation. Like it was. that was awesome, but you could still take it seriously. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it fit right
1: into Uncanny Valley there. It'd been super fun if like Rick got to the top of that. Uh, he got to the top of the Ferris wheel and like it came unhinged. And then he was on the top, like running, like like you know, like full on Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> style, and it's just he's just 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 running desperately into the top of that as it's just going through this crowd uh-huh. of zombies and crashes. I thought it was
0: gonna turn on, and he was gonna be stuck going around with zombies I at the bottom. I kept on thinking
1: because I was like, man, if they turn any of this shit on, yeah. Even with the swings, it's like it would be bo- it it'd almost be worth it, but like certainly yeah. none of this stuff can work. Possibly, no, absolutely not. Like even if it was powered, like the fact it's been sitting out there in the elements for years and years and yeah. years. But that's the thing; I wouldn't have cared
0: if they had, if they had staged an awesome, hilarious enough scene. Mm. Would not have cared. Yeah. So, uh, Eli L from the Bronx says, "Okay, I'm going to come straight out of the gate and say this is my favorite episode of this half season. That's so can't hate you go. for that." Not only from a hardcore Rashawn Shipper perspective, uh, did it clear my skin, flourish my gr- gun crops, and grow back Carl's eyes, but it did something.
1: <laughs> hey, the, the gun just crops one. flourished in this episode. Also,
0: just one eye. He still has an eye. <laughs> Give him some credit. But it did something I've wanted AMC to do for ages show characters interact
1: naturally for fucking once. We need a German fan to chime in and say that, uh, you know, since Carl's got the one eye, he might as well gouge out the other because it's just efficient. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's just vicious... otherwise useless anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I feel like the biggest failure of The Walking Dead that, despite having seven seasons, with each episode being an hour long, it never could quite manage to have characters interact in a way that is compelling. Uh, with with some exception, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there have been moments, but this failure might be chalked up to the bargain screenwriters employed for who knows why. But during, uh, but during this episode, I found myself believing in every interaction. Dialogue wasn't clunky with the sort of here's not here
1: bullshit. Even the Rosita, inter- all the uh, Rosita, inter- and this, especially Rosita Sasha. I, I was blown away by how out of character that seemed for Sasha. Like yeah. it almost erased all the character development that she had gone since they split off and went to the hilltop in the first place.
0: Yeah, um he continues. The scene that stuck with me the most, as would with many others was the car scene surprisingly AMC did something right and inverted what could have been another man pain moment and focus on Michonne I thought that Rick's reassurance of Michonne telling not only uh, was telling not only of softer Rick in respect to his relationship with Michonne but telling his own outlook on the role uh, on his role rather like Rick said it's not about him at least in his eyes while we are uh, while we the viewers see Rick invincible um, protagonist or headcanon him as the last man standing Rick does not see himself that way and it's super interesting to me. Perhaps it's foreshadowing to a future when Lincoln is killed off and Michonne becomes our stoic badass. That could be the case. I could I could see Deny going on.
1: She's got two in the seasons. She's Stephanie. got two seasons bonus. You know, she's got Andrew. She got two yeah. less seasons of mileage on her. Yeah. So, or at least a season and a half less. So. Mm-hmm would she but then again like everybody everybody who has got like you know any kind of eye on a post career has got to be aware of the every year they spend on the walking dead is one less year they can pivot to something else yeah but i mean how much money do you fucking like how like i feel like she's been one of the at least b if not a class stars of the show so she's got to be making like these people also gotta have tons of money
0: sure yeah I don't think anybody has to do this other than contractual obligation
1: at this point. Yeah, like if your if your name's in the in the opening credits of The Walking Dead, you got to be set for life, probably. Unless you do something really stupid, you know. Yeah, but I think it's extra hard to
0: hold on to, like Andrew Lincoln. Right? I mean, this is a guy who he had. This is not his first rodeo. He had a a pretty big movie career to begin with, and
1: he could easily have a very big movie career after this. I wonder. I feel like he's character actor at best if he gets because he's just too old to be a leading man whoa
0: come on man uh, when you got know. the likes of sean connery doing leading man
1: into his well, 900s come on. he didn't have a sh- fucking sean connery career no before the walk absolutely Dead.
0: not but when you got nicholas cage being leading man <laughs> into his 60s come on andrew lincoln's wait, way better wait, than nicholas cage wait
1: we're staying. the nicholas cage is still a leading man in every movie he's in yeah Okay, sure. In every direct-to-video movie that uh-huh. he's in, he's the leading it's man. It's apparently
0: very lucrative. He's sure. paying off his taxes sure.
1: with it. What's-his-fuck is a leading man because he does Sharknado every year? Like, I mean,
0: Liam Neeson? <laughs> I mean, there are a thousand older men who are leading men. Well, a Liam thousand Neeson of them. George kind of Clooney, like Brad Pitt. All of these guys are getting very old. Okay. Robert Redford.
1: Andrew Lincoln is not anywhere near Brad Pitt and uh, uh, the George Clooney neighborhood. I agree, but... I think he's certainly eligible for leading stuff. I mean, he, he's certainly giving up some aspects of his career to be on The Walking Dead, for sure. I'm not yeah. going to argue that point. Okay. Um, what? What? Why, why do we get on that? Because I feel like the, we haven't answered the broader point. Uh, it was... Oh, oh, it was could, really... could Michonne... The, the real question was, could Michonne be the anchor of a version of The Walking Dead going forward? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. No, she's great. Yeah, I think so. She's, uh,
1: like, I, I feel I like... Think,
0: I don't know why... Um Maggie wouldn't also be in there because it feels like she's really vying for that leader role as yeah. well. Certainly of the Hilltop. Um maybe that's what they do. Maybe they have Maggie leading the Hilltop, Michonne leading Alexandria.
1: What about Daryl? Um
0: I don't he doesn't seem like leadership material to me.
1: And it, not because I don't think that um Oh, shit. Norman, Reedus. Norman Reedus can't do it. It's more like the character, yeah, like would have to have an unbelievable amount of development to be a leader at this point, right? Uh, I try to think who else, like Eugene, no fucking way, Rosita, no fucking way, Sasha. After this episode, no fucking way.
0: I'm going to say something a little controversial. Morgan, Morgan could do it.
1: I don't know if he'd he be would great at but it. Like, like but... if 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 he comes to this battle and Carol dies, and like he's like that, that allows him to get a handle on his moralism once and for all then right. yes i could see that yeah uh what what about father gabriel <laughs> yeah i don't <laughs> I, I
0: father gabriel could be i don't know be, how to peg him at this point father
1: gabriel could be like the chief of staff to okay any of those people's presidents and they
0: would all ignore him <laughs> no i think he could like
1: he could be like the trusted advisor yeah uh to to uh, a person in the leadership role but okay. he's not the leader himself yeah. Like Norman Reed, like Daryl. Daryl could be that that a different type of that kind of role as well. He could be the little John to someone else's Robin Hood. Hmm. Okay. Um so I guess there's still some viable but man, they've really 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 trimmed down the leadership assets of late. Yeah, and once you lose Rick, I don't know. I don't know. Michonne's kind of it. What about as, Carl? As far
0: as I think. Um if they went yeah. to Chandler Riggs
1: and like here's a godfather off for five more years. Your dad's gonna die and people are gonna make you like the boy king mm-hmm. like you're not everyone knows you're not ready but you're gonna be this symbolic figure and then you're gonna grow into this like John Connor post-apocalyptic role you think he takes it and do you think he could pull it off
0: I don't know he's talking about leaving too
1: but I'm saying so I'm saying they, they did this Godfather huge money yeah. and also the promise of like leading the show maybe
0: I don't I don't know
1: <laughs> yeah better question is would I
0: take it Mm,
1: i don't know man i don't know if this show has five i've always said that like i've always said that andrew lincoln like uh chandler riggs and andrew lincoln uh rick and carl are the 90 percent of why i'm still watching so if they ever fucked that dynamic that's when i would have to think why am i still watching this right but um and that's the thing like you know by wasting this much time I feel like they could have fucking put a bow on this this season. This could be the final season, and they'd just, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to do this anymore.
0: Nope. All right. Jenkins V says, <laughs> I emailed earlier this season to say The Walking Dead should just go into full action parody horror mode at this point. It's painful watching them try to do drama. Another shitty singular focus filler episode? I wouldn't call this filler. They they, they sprouted a bunch of guns out of the ground.
1: You know what, though? On any other show, this would be a connecting episode. This would be a setting pieces for the next thing. The problem is we've had three of those episodes. Yeah. Uh, He says,
0: firstly, absolutely no character development from Rick and Michonne. Mm. I don't agree with that either. I would have much rather them quickly discover Coney Island and collect the goods than watch laborious scenes between them which reveal nothing. And what's up with this careless, brash, goofy Rick? I hated it. Rosita's argument where Tara tells her to be patient is a bit pointless as well because it turns out at that time, she was only going gun hunting and not doing anything rash yet. Rick and Michonne then bring 30, 63 guns and negotiate to get more, apparently, but that's not enough indication of progress for her? Yeah, yeah I, we're on board with that.
1: That's... that's ah, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what they're trying to do. Like They're trying to make Rosita seem super unreasonable than mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. If he had come back with 13 guns... Okay, then yeah. But 63 guns is a fucking shitload, especially at this stage in the game. I think so. Like, why would you, if you had this much success early on, why would you roll the dice? Here's what I don't like. That'd be like,
0: there's a stash of guns that's still in play and a stash of guns they still need. And in as much as this episode stalled on that, Mm -hmm. like presented a solution that we thought was a solution and then kicked it down the road and said that's not actually a solution, Mm -hmm. this episode went nowhere um
1: well we did get i think you, you get know, 63 guns but it's not enough and tara's coming i assume is coming clean the rick right and she always had to right because and that is that the tragedy that rosita had stuck around for one more day she would have been but to me like yeah i don't even think that would have been enough for rosita because she's just full she reads to me like she is just bitter and self-destructive and she kind of wants to die she yeah. damn the consequences everybody else which is fundamentally an unlikable character yeah definitely and i liked rosita like up until like last season, mm-hmm. so
0: yeah. Jerry uh, eats Danny says not exactly a bad episode, but just filler all the same. He he also agrees, I guess. Yes, exposition needs to be done, but four episodes in, it's not really being done efficiently. I loved when Rick was telling Michonne to be prepared for him not to be here. After seven seasons, I think that was Andrews Lincoln's way of saying <laughs> seven seasons of this bullshit
1: and yeah. I'm rolling. That wasn't in the script. That no. was all. That was all improvised. Yeah. It was a shot across the bow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. The lunatics are running the asylum at The Walking Dead. Barry C. from the UK says, Given Rick said he is prepared to lose people he loves, Michonne said she couldn't stand the thought of losing Rick and the suicidal Abraham widows preparing for a one-way ticket mission, how does this change your general death predictions for this series? I can't help but think that all four survive, given uh, given we have
1: now had the groundwork laid for all of them dying. Let me ask you this before we even get to death predictions. Yeah. Where would you put the Vegas odds on that we're going to have like, the, even the beginning of an all-out war by the end of the season?
0: Um, I think it's pretty good. I think, Really? Yeah, so we've got, what, four more? 13, 14, 15, 16, yeah, four more episodes. And Terra's coming clean.
1: Right, there's gonna all be at got least do, one episode of going to get the guns from Seaside. All
0: they've gotta do, right, is go... Get the guns somehow. Either kill everybody or convince them.
1: There's still got to be some denouement business with Eugene. Uh-huh. They're, they're like this widow thing is going to be at least one fucking episode worth of plot. It shouldn't be, but it will be.
0: Yeah, and I think at the end they will have the guns. They'll go to the trash people, and now they have no reason not to start the war.
1: Yeah, and I I don't but, think but we'll I think, see. Yeah, okay. I don't think we'll see like war happening. I think we'll see. Now they are ready to. Yeah, win. I think like we might see a like a riding out from the gate scene. Yeah, exactly. To hype people up for next season. But like, damn. Yeah. Damn. I, oh, I remember being very positive at the end of the last half season thinking, oh, I think we'll get we'll, we'll get to the to the actual conflict next next season or next half season. And that is a that is a dream. Yeah. That I have awoken from screaming. As
0: far as death predictions, I think we could lose Andrew Lincoln this season. Wouldn't shock me. This is the end of the season. He's kind of given the pep talk to Michonne, go on without me. Uh, I think we could see him gone. Yep. He's this talked about first, it. This he is wants the first out. time
1: ever that he's at anything more than 0%. Right. And I am I feel you on that. Yeah. Uh, would you say that like between him and uh, 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 Michonne, it's like 50-50 either one of them? No, I really think it's more likely that really? Rick goes. Yeah. So you say 0% Michonne?
0: Zero. Wow. That's pretty definite. Uh, I say 10% Michonne, 90% Rick. Really? You're that certain on Rick? Well, if like, anybody. I feel like if, if either one of them die, okay. that's that's my thing.
1: Yeah, it's like it's almost compounded gated logic. Like if it's 50-50, one of them will die. If one of them dies, 90. I could, I'm i right. thinking more 75-25. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I just yeah that would be I didn't that I don't know it'd be interesting because I I think that Carl and Michonne have a lot of chemistry too yeah like in fact they had chemistry before Rick and her had chemistry yep, yep. Uh, back when they were
0: looking for the crib they, for that's Judith.
1: that's super solid like you know uh you know stepmom stepson chemistry coming through uh, so I wouldn't utterly dismiss out of hand a, a show without Rick anymore yeah but you know I don't know that would definitely be Cause, 'Cause that father son thing and the passing of torch is, is something interesting. I wish I, I honestly wish that he could sign on for like another season more to mm-hmm. give Carl a little bit more time to grow up. But also, like I said, Chandler Riggs' been rattling sabres about leaving too. Uh I think Rosita's out this season. Rosita I think she's gonna get killed or Rosita or Sasha it was probably gonna I'm gonna say Sasha.
0: I mean they're setting stuff up with Sasha and Maggie a little uh-huh. bit more. So I'm leaning toward not
1: Sasha. Yeah,
0: maybe. Um, but I, got, I think Rosita's just... All right. She's got no one. She's on a suicide mission.
1: Right. She's going to get herself killed. All right. I got I got more to say in the spoiler section. Okay.
0: Uh, Joe, the final email, says, as Rick and Michonne walked out on the roof, what viewer didn't yell, watch out, you're going to fall through just like in season whatever? Yeah. How does Rick keep surviving his stupid, stupid, stupid screw-ups? Yeah, like, that's a good point. Like,
1: seriously. Seriously. That's literally just happened to y'all at yep. the, the Save-A-Bunch or whatever it was. Uh-huh. So good thing there was a fucking mattress right underneath there. Yeah. And also you didn't get impaled in any of the shit that you fell through and et cetera, et cetera. Jesus.
0: Yep. And that's it. Okay. And that's it for the episode. We've got some spoilers that we're going to do afterward. I got a couple of emails, a uh, pretty long one and a shorter one to discuss. I think you've got some stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you want to stay tuned for spoilers, you can join us after the music. If you want to send in your feedback for next week's episode, uh, do so at watchingdead at baldmove.com. And I will be sure to include as much as I can in the email section next week. And until then, I'm Jim.
1: I'm Aaron. See you next week. And we're back with the spoiler section. Is anyone talking about how the the war widows going off on their suicide mission could t- tie into... Uh... Nope. Okay, really? They're not talking about it at all. Yeah. Okay, because in the comics there's this plot where this one blonde girl with short hair, I forget her name, gets, goes off on a similar mission to kill Negan and gets captured and Negan mistakes her for Maggie... Who is Rick's kind, or not Maggie? Uh, Andrea, Andrea, yeah. mm-hmm. who uh, is Rick's kind of like main squeeze. She's the Michonne in the comics because you know she didn't die. Yeah. Um, and there, you know, he thinks he's got this ace in a hole. And he's completely overplays his hand, not realizing that you know, Rick, you know, it's you know, Rick. He cares about her to the extent that he cares about any Alexandrian, but not like full on crazy. You got me by the balls kind of thing. Yeah. I just feel like I, I I've I've said this before that it seems like Sasha is that's her fate. Um but I keep coming back to like Sasha, like he Negan seen both Sasha and Michonne. Mm-hmm. How in the hell could you mistake one for the other? And I kind of wondered the if they were gonna, dead like. Giveaway. Like I was thinking this whole season, if because because I know Danae, Danae Guerrera has her hair worn close cropped every single yeah. time I've seen her, And, shaved, and like yeah. if there's something that happens similar to where you know because sometimes Rick ritually shaves himself to like. Harold a character moment or they seem to do that a lot in the show like shane buzzes yeah. his hair off i know oh, he's a new guy rick shave. oh mm. he's he's the new sheriff in town like if she would just like you know get rid of the dreads and go like cross, close close cropped. daryl shaved she chest. still doesn't look anything fucking like sasha right but, but it's not even maybe if you're an asshole like negan and it was dark and like you could make the arrogance like they're both black like and you know like how many black women are there i i, I don't fucking know but like maybe and that's why I, but it seems like they're just going to go straight up. Oh, we caught this black woman from Alexandria. Hey, doesn't Rick date a black woman? Maybe Eugene will intentionally confla- help them conflate it because Eugene's not supposed to be there in the comics either. Uh-huh. It seems like that's what's going to happen. And then Negan's going to think that he's got Ace in the hole and that's going to be a weakness that, that uh, Rick can exploit. Yeah, could be. So I'm surprised no one wrote in about that. I just can't. like no, It's, no, it's going to be... It's going to be weird when, I mean, like I said, if you they, they women don't look anything, anything uh, 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 alike.
0: Yeah, maybe they both shave their heads. Like it's it's episode. almost as
1: absurd as if you picked up Carol. Uh-huh. The only thing that they that that she's got she's got a little she's a little older and she's certainly a lot lighter. But like they don't look anything alike. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, well, let's get into a couple, the couple of emails I have. Charlie
0: says, how do you, how, how long do you think JDM will be on the show? Negan is still alive in the comics, and the comics are, are maybe two or three seasons ahead of the show. Uh, I That's a good question. How Do you think they'll kill off Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Because say what you want about Andrew Lincoln, but Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a goddamn movie star. Is he? I,
1: as, as far as I'm concerned, yes. I mean, he's... I feel like he's a character like just like Andrew Lincoln, he's a good like he's got a solid reputation as a character actor at this point. Uh-huh. Um I mean, here's so the thing. Does Paul Giamatti, but here's <laughs> he's the a thing. goddamn movie star too. Fair point. Uh I hope so because from uh, you know from what little I've read post the time jump forward, Negan being captured is kind of like the the it's it's a weird like declaration of independence. Like this is the this is the thing. This is the, what proves that we're doing things differently. Mm. Like old Rick would have just executed this asshole. New Rick and they got the cell built for him. Like the whole reason Morgan's doing this morgalizing thing and did to give Rick that other option is to put him in there. And then then there's right. this this whole lots of scenes of him and Carl and there's like the seduction corruption there like. Why do all that if Jeff you're gonna lose Jeffrey Dean Morgan in the war? Right. On the other hand, the Walking Dead is entirely within its character to do shit like that. Throw away all <laughs> that development and all that careful plotting mm-hmm. just because they didn't lock the guy down to a contract. Maybe they could do both.
0: Maybe maybe to- Rosita and Sasha go out. Yeah. Sasha gets killed um in the manner that you're talking about, right. it, and Rosita views it, you know, as Gabriel's fault or something. Right. Um and then they captured uh, Negan. And Rosita goes in and just executes him.
1: Well, so the other thing is I could see Jeffrey Dean Morgan being happy to cash a pretty fat check for two or three episodes worth of work. Mm-hmm. That would take him maybe a day. You could film them all because it would just be like, okay, get him and Chandler, get him in the cell, yeah. turn the lights off, and in a single day, you're done. We got all the scenes we need for a whole season, mm-hmm. and then I know, I think in the at the end of the Whisperers arc, that he has a little bit of a bigger of a role. But so you get him in a couple, another season or two, or three or four, as this fucking show would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to not, I just, I think there's as much as I want to say the walking dead is a shit show, like that would be poor planning on a preposterous scale. Mm -hmm. Like you just might as well just throw away the comics, put them in a chipper (laughs) if you're not going to. And then also they've laid too much groundwork towards that eventual outcome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with
0: you. They have, they have laid a A lot of groundwork there. Right. Uh, let's move on to Marco who has quite a few thoughts here. Um, after listening to our spoiler section from the last episode, and and kind of just on season center seven in general,
1: I even forget what what did we talk about in the last. What, what do you remember?
0: Uh, well, he's gonna he's gonna okay. bring it up. So uh, about Eugene here, he's ah, right. he's giving a slight correction to what you you said about him. Negan does in fact kidnap Eugene in the comics after Negan discovers that Eugene can make bullets, but this all happens after All Out War has started, mm-hmm. I guess, and after Rick has told Eugene to start mass producing bullets for them. Uh, well, yeah, because
1: there's this, I, that's the thing, there's this really cool sequence where the saviors attack with bow and arrow, and, you know, lightly wound the Alexandrians, but it turn out that they've they've um, laced the tips of the arrows with zombie blood, uh, so, yeah. like, all the wounded turn into zombies and rampage through Alexandria, and that's, like, such a cool sequence that I can't believe they wouldn't do it, but... Like, it's so weird the way they've remixed and now Negan can make his own bullets. Like, how... Is it going to be that Eugene does it wrong and it's going to be, like, bullshit bullets? Like, the bullets are going to blow up in the Just chamber and not go off? Or, like, Could I, be, but... Yeah, I don't, w- I don't know. He won't be around long
0: if he does that. Sure. Uh, anyway, he says, but in contrast to the show, Eugene, um, the prisoner in the comic, has developed a spine. He's already aligned to Rick's plan to defeat Negan. He even has the courage to stand up to Negan, hence Negan's threats thus don't land anywhere. Mm-hmm. What happens after that, Negan skips town to go and mash up, uh, smash up the hilltop, but Eugene is freed by an alliance of saviors, defectors, uh, including a character named Carson, which includes Dwight as well. Right. Uh, what the show is doing instead with Eugene is damn weird since Negan is already on his second captive, and while it maybe was interesting to show Daryl refusing to crack and Eugene, by contrast, totally submissive, I also think it would have been more
1: interesting to see those roles reversed between the two. I just feel like that you the Eugene would be such so much more of an interesting character had he shaved, like had he grown a pair, like yeah. like found the curl when he when he confronted Abraham and gave him that speech, like fucking shaved the mullet, started dressing like a real person, and started carrying himself with a little bit of pride. And all this character regression just because they like this. You know, I said it all last week. Just they're in love with this guy's performance of this fucking Revenge of the Nerds character. I I don't get it.
0: Right. Uh, He goes on about Dwight. I'm not a fan at all how the show has tried to portray Dwight. Comic does a much better job of, A, making him look like a proper badass tough guy. Enforcer for Negan. And, B, dropping small, succinct, but almost too subtle hints uh, in one issue about Dwight's possible lack of comfort with how Sherry's being treated and Negan's general... Uh, rule at the sanctuary and also uh, treating his eventual defection which becomes a superb cliffhanger when he is revealed by ezekiel to rick as the unforeseen but massively advantageous gambit in the upcoming war against negan these additional episodes have done little to serve him and have actually deprived us of a far more interesting story where instead of the audience being surprised by him suddenly emerging as a willing traitor We've had, what, five, six episodes where we still don't really sympathize with him? Right. It's a pity because he becomes a superbly interesting character who doesn't want to lead but is almost forced to.
1: I mean, it's almost every point by point you can say the comics have done it better, which is not to say they're works of art. Like, when I first started reading the comics, I'm like, there's a lot of raw material that in the right person's hand they can be adapted to something truly great. hmm. Um, But it's gone you know like if if you had a good editor that could take these moments and like and you know really make them concise and it's not cuz that's hard to do serialized fiction where you're just writing like hundreds and hundreds of these comic books over a long span of time and things kind of drift and you're not sure how things yeah. are going to work out they've done the opposite hmm. they've just remixed and expanded and frustrated and slowed so eh.
0: yeah uh he he wants to talk a little bit about more about that on comics versus tv he says It's not to say the show always messes up the comics. I love the idea of the show being based on the source material and not being a retelling of it. There's so many things the show has done better. He's going to list some, which might be controversial. All right. Here we go. Come at me, bro. Shane. Okay. Just Shane. Everything about Shane, I guess. Uh, Merle and early Daryl Dixon, which I actually like quite a bit. Yep. Yep. Uh, Carol.
1: Okay. Yes. (laughs) All right. Morgan. Okay, I I mean, there's more of, I don't know. I don't know if having more Morgan. The Morgalizing. That's the thing. Really brought us down. Like, Morgan's a great character, and I'm glad there's more of him, but they haven't exactly used him effectively. Mm -hmm. And he's one of the more obvious examples of the slowdown of the plot, too. And character reversal and the whole Morgalizing. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay.
0: Uh, The Terminus version of the Cannibal arc.
1: I disagree uh because I thought the um the way they I I don't know I thought the Hunter's arc was better and by mashing those things together um they the especially the the terminus of the terminus arc like I I still remember being very angry about how they treated that final showdown at the church. Yeah. And just yeah not not buying it. Not buying it. Okay. He goes on, but somehow in season seven, the show has varied
0: to massive extremes, not because there are more good and bad episodes, but because decent has become good and bad has become awful. You guys probably disagree here, but I guess I've been a bit more tolerant.
1: I mean, yeah, definitely it's gotten worse, but I'll even push back a little that, like, Carol's death where she you know she's this lost character and she tries to start a like this m- morbid sister wife thing with Lori and gets rebuffed and feeds herself to a zombie was really creepy and tragic and cool mm-hmm. and but what they did is they gave they gave Andrea's arc to Carol um so like it's not like they did it better they just gave the good parts of Andrea turning into a proper badass and you know, struggling and gave that to her and then they gave the romance angle uh to Michonne. Mm-hmm. So like is it really better? Is it objectively better that they gave the the the, the meat of the arc to two different characters? Yeah, it just wouldn't be different. Yeah, it's just it's just and that's the thing. Like I agree that like if you're I don't know. It's hard to argue with stuff like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. They're try to be faithful and they just adapt. They don't really change and editorialize. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the Hobbit's kind of horse shit. It's, the Hobbit is the, the the Walking Dead version of of, of how you adapt Tolkien. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's different for the sake of different. Like, I don't know that it's automatically better. Well, I think his point here is that,
0: you know, when he says decent has become good and bad has become awful, is there's this very polarized situation where you can't, You know, over the course of seven years, this show is either great or horrible. There's nothing in between. And I don't think we fall into that. I mean, today is a perfect example of that, right? Like, Mm. the bulk of this episode, I said, is pretty good. Right. Whereas... The A plot is good. The B plots are not. Right. Um, And I think objectively absolute terrible scenes with the trash people. Right. I think top to bottom, that's just a train wreck. Uh, And I don't think that's very controversial the entire internet seemed to pick up I, on and that.
1: it's shocking that gets out of the writer's room yeah like that's like that's something that you cry yourself laughing about you get back from lunch and like okay well we can't really do that so what are right. so what's this community going to be like
0: but I mean that's that's also <laughs> like this point is kind of the nature of fandoms um, you know you get you get people who just love their shows and are going to say this is the greatest thing ever just because it's more of yeah. the thing they love and they don't look at it critically whereas we try and look at it a little more critically while still being, being fans. I see that,
1: because, like, in Game of Thrones, like, that fandom is uh, on the other end of the spectrum. Like, the show deviates a little bit. Right. And it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this person said these six right. words instead of these five ones. Like It goes that mar- way, too, yeah. And I, I even agree with them sometimes, but to be like, the show is fucking garbage because yeah. they slightly change the dialogue for whatever reason you know, that's dumb. Mm -hmm. And also to be like, well, change is good because it's unexpected and I've already read the comics. Like, I I don't know. Like,
0: yeah, I think we try and take a more measured approach to it. Usually.
1: Um, mm -hmm. sometimes we get caught up in the hyperbole a little bit because, you know, ultimately the the entertainment Also, the bottom line is I don't care what you do as long as the end result is good. Right. And there's a lot of these things that subjectively, I'm not going to say objectively, subjectively, I just don't, they just don't seem good to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and and they're not state of the art in dramatic serialized television. Yeah, they're throwbacks to older, less successful approaches to doing things. Mm-hmm. And you know, you could debate about why that is, but it's you know, who cares? At the end of the day, it's just you know, this is by far the least good show that we cover. <laughs> right i mean that that's not like like x files and 24 but we stopped like you know we yep. thought they would be something and they yep, weren't those are so, done. yeah uh he goes
0: on the pacing feels way too slow and while the slower pace i'd assume is their default go-to method to develop characters they're doing damage by literally inventing stuff like the weird community in the trash dump or as i call them fallout garbage pail kids <laughs> to find stuff to put in the story to waste time until the action starts they don't need to insert this weird shit. They don't need to, to do the inevitable Walking Dead 24 crossover standalone episode, which focuses solely on Heath and where he disappeared to. Good good question. I don't know where he is. That's coming. They that is coming.
1: It is. Eventually, it's coming. They, they fucking drop that triple P card, and that will, and P, and I'll go on the r slash Walking Dead, and people will be like, oh, brilliant that they set such obvious foreshadowing season. Like, no, right. no, right. it's not. Uh, it says they don't need weird episodes dedicated
0: to Terra and other C level characters who don't need to get their own arc. Uh-huh. Well love all your thoughts on this. Thanks again for a superb show. Yeah, uh I think we've given our thoughts on it. Uh that's all I have to say. What what are you uh sitting over there with? I
1: Anything just else? I've been thinking of it as garbage and if they're going to do it. They need to be a little bit more self aware about it. I think you hit the. They nail have the head. to like, lampshade it. They could have, and they could have done. Like I can yeah. almost believe that characters would be this crazy because they got me to believe Ezekiel, you know, and they got me to believe Negan. But like people talked about, like yeah. like what if they rolled into the Hilltop or no, the Kingdom and and Morgan and Carol just act like this was normal. There was nothing wrong here, right? And they that's what's happened with the garbage people. Yeah. Like you've had like there was like Rick and Michonne should have had a conversation on the road or in bed or over fucking Mac and Chili Cheese mm-hmm. about like how crazy this thing is and no one's doing it. Yeah. Like like how can you obviously make it seem like that, that, that uh Ezekiel's a crazy man and then you get you get Prime she all you know, Seti Alpha 5 chick, and no comment is made about it. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. So there, what there's do. my thoughts.
0: All right. What are you going to do? I think that's it for the episode then, yeah? Yep. All right. Well, uh, we will see you guys next week. Hopefully it's uh, at least as good as this
1: one. I could go for at least as good as this for Me the rest too. of the season. Because I feel like yeah. The Walking Dead has had already their fair share of sees an average of terrible episodes four episodes in. Yeah. Which kind of be, could be exciting. It could mean we're into a really good run of next four. Or it could four. be really scary. Or it could be really scary because <laughs> they're just going to find a new low. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we'll see. See how that plays out next week. Thanks It'll everybody for listening. It'll be entertaining either way. See you next time. Alright, bye-bye.